This is episode 548 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Recognizing Bacterial Infections. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the HydroBlue VersaFlow water filter. Now the VersaFlow might be one of the most versatile water filters currently on the market today. Not only can you use it for your own personal water filter needs, but you can use it to create a family-sized water filter. Now, I have created a free video and PDF tutorial that shows you how to easily turn the VersaFlow into a family-sized water filter. So to watch the video, get the free PDF, and also a code for 20% off of the VersaFlow, click the link in the show notes or visit prepperwebsite.com forward slash VersaFlow. All right, so before we jump into our article of the podcast, uh, from time to time, I share with you that I do the Weekly Watchman. Now, the Weekly Watchman is a, a blog post of a bunch of videos from different prophecy teachers that I put together all in one blog post, right? And kind of just put it together so you can go to one place and see it all. And uh, I haven't done it in a while, although I always watch them. I haven't put them together. It just seems like I've been very busy lately. But there was two here, actually a bunch of them that were very interesting here lately. And really, there are a lot of things going on, like in the Middle East and all over the world. And one of the things that I always say is not only do they come from a prophetic standpoint, but if you're wanting to know what's going on out there that the mainstream media is not covering and also items that the alternative news really aren't focused on, this is a great place to get that information. So you can listen to the actual prophecy side of it, but you can also uh, watch it or listen to it for the news aspect as well. And so I'm going to link to that in the show notes if you want to go to that. That's over at uh, my personal preparedness blog, edthatmatters.com. And again, it's called The Weekly Watchman Prepper News and Current Events for April 8th, 2019. All right, so our article of the podcast comes to us from Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You.com. It's a great article. I know I've been saying that a lot lately, but it talks about recognizing bacterial infections. And so that's one of the things, you know, a lot of the times nowadays when someone gets sick, we want to run to the doctor and we go to the doctor and we're expecting to get some medicine. And if you have a good doctor, they'll tell you, oh, no, this is viral. You don't need, you know, any antibiotics or any, any kind of medicine. If it's a bad doctor, they're going to give you antibiotics anyway, just because they want to give you something. So because you... We want to feel like you went to the doctor and you got some medicine and their justification is that, oh, well, it's viral, but it could easily turn into bacterial, a bacterial infection. Well, this article right here gives you a little bit of information. It might help you determine, you know what, do I need to go to the doctor or do I need to sit this out a little bit longer? So let's go ahead and jump into it again, coming from beans, bullets, bandages, and The title is recognizing bacterial infections. Now, many preppers keep antibiotics in case they, they're needed when professional medical care isn't available. However, stocks will be limited, and there are good reasons not to overuse antibiotics in any case. How do you know when it's a bacterial infection or when antibiotics are appropriate? 
This is part two of a series I started some months ago. The first part can be found by clicking here. Part two covers some additional kinds of problems not addressed earlier. These are as the Pirates of the Caribbean, or is it Pirates of the Caribbean? Hmm. Might say guidelines rather than actual rules. They won't always get you the right answer, but they're a lot better than nothing. I offer them as a distillation from a wide variety of medical literature sources. I'm not a physician and don't give medical advice. So bacterial infections are more likely to cause pus than other infections. There are kinds of white blood cells that specialize in engulfing and eating invaders. Guys, this is important, so check this out. Let me read that again. There are kinds of white blood cells that specialize in engulfing and eating invaders. Bacteria are the perfect size snack for these immune cells and easy to recognize too. The average immune cell doing this job can eat about 40 bacteria before it dies of indigestion. As the white blood cells eat, they release signals that call in their buddies to share in the feast. All right, so there is a cool graphic here that kind of explains this and, and it's like a, a cycle, right, of, of what happens here. So all of that results in a nasty mess of white blood cells that died of indigestion plus assorted debris. It's concentrated where the bacteria are most abundant. This gunk is pus. A spot of inflammation on the surface of the skin with a little island of pus at its tip is a pimple. When the immune system is having trouble clearing up a clump of bacteria, the clump and pus might be just walled off. The little walled off pockets is an abscess. That means if there are abscesses, pimples, or other obvious sources of pus, it's likely a bacterial infection. So that's very important there. So most infections of wounds and skin are bacterial infections. There are a few fungal skin infections like athlete's foot, but they're in the minority. The fungal infections usually favor protected moist spots. They don't tend to get pussy as noted above. One can also develop rashes such as psoriasis that aren't infections at all, but look as if they might be. That said, skin infections are generally bacterial. If it's a wound that's getting more red and swollen, it's probably a bacterial infection, even if you don't see pus. We've all too many infections these days that aren't susceptible to prepper antibiotics, especially methicillin, but we can at least try. So bacterial infections tend towards a colored phlegm. Most respiratory tract infections increase the production of mucus or phlegm. It may come up and out with a productive cough. When this gunk is clear or white, it's more likely to be from a viral infection. When it's more green or yellow, bacterial infection is the more likely culprit. If it's red or rusty, it's probably bleeding or there's bleeding along the airways from the irritation. So bacterial infections often piggyback on viral infections of the respiratory tract. These so-called opportunistic infections occur when bacteria invade a respiratory tract whose defenses have been stripped by viral attacks. The best clue is that the sickness starts out with a relatively mild fever and starts to get better after a few days. Then the fever spikes up and the person feels sicker, which brings us to bacterial infections are more likely to run the high fevers than most viral infections. 
There are exceptions, but this is still a useful guideline. The immune system treats bacteria, that's free living little cells, and viruses, which always infect your own cells, very differently. Part of the difference is that the immune signals that reset your thermostat or to cause fever are more abundant when fighting bacteria. Apparently, it's a defense built on the fact that your white blood cells reproduce better at the higher temperatures than the bacteria do. The result is that if the fever is high, much over 100 degrees Fahrenheit, it's more likely bacterial. That's why colds usually don't spike high fevers. All right, so the question is, and I'm just posing a question here, do we treat fevers too quickly sometimes? If the high fevers create white blood cells which attack bacterial infections, should we let the fevers go just a little bit more, right? So that's one of those things you always kind of think about. You you don't want people to hurt. You don't want people to feel pain. But at the same time, you know, you want them to be able to fight off as much of an infection as possible. You want our immune systems to do that. I mean, the, the, the thing here is you want healthy immune systems. So going back to where, you know, the doctors, if it's viral, a lot of the times they'll say viral, a viral infection, especially here where we are right now. And I don't know if you've noticed, man, I have just, it seems like I have been dealing with just allergies nonstop, right? And so it's, I'm always dealing with either, you know, kind of a, a rough throat or congestion or whatever. It sucks. But I've been lucky that I hasn't gone into, you know, like a respiratory tract thing. Uh, but a lot of people that I know, you know, deal with that. And so a lot of the times, again, the doctors will say, okay, I'm going to prescribe antibiotics. Hold on to these. If you start, you know, experiencing this, this, and this, then go ahead and start taking the antibiotics. Or I've had a doctor before say, okay, if you start experiencing this, then call me back and I will prescribe an antibiotic because it might have gone into a bacterial infection at that time. So that's something to always think about and to consider. All right, so moving on to the last part here. If it's not likely a bacterial infection, don't use antibiotics. Bacteria has some metabolic differences from other cell types and antibiotics exploit those differences. Viruses infect your own cells and are completely unmoved by antibiotics. Fungi and protists, the other common infective agents, have metabolisms more like our own cells and are usually not susceptible to antibiotics either. We have different drugs to attack fungi, but that's a subject for another post. Once you've decided it's probably a bacterial problem, you've got some other questions to answer. Is it serious enough to use antibiotics? Which antibiotic? How much and for how long? We'll address some of these issues in a later post. The first mission, though, is always to make a best estimate of what's causing the problem. All right, guys, so that's it for the article. And like I said, a very interesting one. You know, some people just know to do this. Nowadays, it seems like, though, as soon as we start feeling sick, we run to the doctor. And part of that is because we don't have time. I know that was that's one of my things that I say, like if someone's sick, like, hey, don't I don't, don't come around me. I don't have time to get sick. Right. Uh, you know, stay away from me or whatever. But that's that's one of the things is like we run to the doctors really quick and the doctors want to feel or at least they know that people when they go to the doctor want to feel like they've gone to the doctor and received some kind of medicine. So they start prescribing all these antibiotics. The good ones will hold off on it. 
But, you know, there's a lot of them out there that say, hey, I'm going to prescribe antibiotics, hold on to them, whatever. And then, you know, you wind up start, starting to take them because you want anything to feel better. And so it's good to have a little bit of this understanding here. It's It sucks, though. I got to tell you, man, when you're a parent and your kid is younger and even when they're older and they're not feeling good, I mean, you want them to feel better. You know, that's that's the thing. And so if it was a true poop hit the fan or if it was a situation where you just, you know, the doctor's medicine just wasn't there for whatever reason, like it is in Venezuela, right? Just medicine isn't there and it's not available to you. You would want to have something to stock up on and uh, so that you can give if you felt like it was going to a bacterial infection and fevers were spiking really, really high. So we'll definitely read Spice's article on uh, you know, knowing what kind of antibiotics to give when she puts that out. But I have also recently interviewed Dr. Bones, and that was episode 200, or I'm sorry, 525. And so just recently, 525. And so if you haven't listened to that one, you really do. Because on episode 524, actually, we talked about medicines that preppers should stock and uh, that you could stock. And we talk about expiration dates and all that kind of stuff. And so then on episode 525, we talked about antibiotics and he goes into that. And really the expiration part in uh, episode 524 really kind of bleeds into that episode 525 where you realize that antibiotics will last a whole lot longer than you possibly would have thought, right? If you've never heard this information. Not only that, he talks a little bit about where you can get antibiotics by not going to the doctor, right? If you know, doctors might, you might have a doctor that's a little, you know, understanding and hey, I'll give you a Z pack or I'll give you some antibiotics to stock, but that's going to be very, very rare. Um, but if you want to have some in case for whatever reason, right, you want some for your stock, then there are places out there where you can buy them. And at least the government hasn't tightened down so much. I, it probably will get to that point at some time. And then also the other thing about that episode, Dr. Bones talked a little bit about his new book, The Alton's Antibiotics Antibiotics and Infectious Disease book, where they break it down in layman's terms, right? And so that might be one of the books you want to to have on hand along with something like this, because, you know, antibiotics, I mean, they, they can save your life, right? And they're that, that important. So... You know, I would recommend him. You got to do with what what you're gonna do, but I would recommend. I would want some, especially if I have little ones or I have people that are depending on me. I would want to be able to have a stock of antibiotics like that. So I highly recommend that you go back and check out episode 525 if you haven't, and even episode 524. I'm gonna link to all of this stuff, even spices, like always, spices article. Uh, from Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You in the uh, in the show notes, and you can come check it out. And uh, I think just the the graphic on uh, and I get I guess it's called phagocytosis. I I don't know I I don't know if I got that right or not, but I guess it's kind of like the cycle of how uh, white blood cells eat bacterium and uh, turn it into pus, right? So uh, now you know what that pus is. It's like your white blood cells that have died, right? They they died for you, <laughs> saving you, right, from the bacteria. So anyway, so there you go. Very interesting article, stuff that you should know, stuff to know now and if the poop hits the fan, right? So go check out 
this article over at Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You for just a little bit more information and, uh, and to hang out with uh, Spice and Salty over there. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 548. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. Hey, and I would really appreciate it if you could just leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to us. That would greatly that help you promote the, the podcast out there and uh, let more eyes come to you know what we're doing over here. And if you can just spread the word as well on social media and just word of mouth, you know, we're just trying to do good out there and share preparedness with everyone. And the more that you can help me out by sharing that out, that's great. Hey, and don't forget, you can connect with me. I have tons of ways to connect in the show notes and over at theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.